and welcome back to another episode of the Unfounded Podcast. My name is Christopher Turner. I am your host. It is a beautiful Saturday morning turning into the afternoon here uh, in Las Vegas, and uh, I'm doing well, guys. Hope you're doing well as well. Um, well as well. Man, I'm having a hard time talking lately. These last, last episode, I was stumbling all over my words. Hopefully today's a little different. I uh, hope you enjoyed last episode. And uh, without further ado, let's roll right into it, right? Um, I've talked about before on the podcast, and I started an episode before. I, if you notice, I'll, I'll like try to take a certain concept, like one singular idea, and roll with that, you know, whatever's on my mind. And then usually that leads us down a rabbit hole that seems to be somewhat valuable at this point, right? <laughs> um, and I did uh, before, I, I'm pretty sure one of the episodes, I can't remember which one, I, I started the episode with Perseverance. Right, but uh, I very quickly got lost on a tangent in that one, uh, and had a hard time uh, pulling it back around full circle. And so I don't think I did the idea of perseverance justice, and I kind of want to do that again. So uh, let's let's pull it up on Wikipedia and uh, see what we can find and see where this rabbit hole leads. Right. Um, all right. So perseverance, Wikipedia. Let's see, virtue. So this redirects to courage on Wikipedia, but let me get you definitions first because it's not going to have a definition. It doesn't look like on Wikipedia. Perseverance. All right. Why is this being... Oh, because it did the same thing. Okay. Sorry about the delay there. So perseverance. The Google definition is persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. Uh, and... I would, I, I think perseverance is um, akin to courage, I guess. That's probably why it redirected to courage in Wikipedia when I clicked on perseverance as a word. Um, let me read this real quick. It says, bravery redirects here. Courage, also called bravery or valor, is the choice of willingness to confront agony, pain, danger, uncertainty, or intimidation. Physical courage is bravery in the face of physical pain, hardship, even death, or threat of death. While moral courage is the ability to act rightly in the face of popular opposition, shame, scandal, discouragement, and personal loss. The class virtue of fortitude is also tra translated to courage, but includes the aspects of perseverance and patience. In the Western tradition, notable thoughts on courage have come from philosophers Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, Aquinas, and uh, Kierkegaard, I, I can't pronounce his name very well, as well as Christian beliefs and texts. In the Hindu tradition, mythology has given many examples of bravery, valor, and courage with examples of both physical and moral courage exemplified. According to the Hindu religion, bravery and courage are in the blood of all Indians. In the Eastern tradition, some thoughts on courage were offered by the Tao Te Ching. All right, so you see that this idea of courage is one of those virtues that is represented throughout um, the religious traditions, regardless of time and space, kind of as we've identified before, right? Uh, and that perseverance is kind of a, an idea that exists within the idea of courage. Um, and patience as well. That both perseverance and patience require courage. And that, uh, let's define patience real quick. Patience is the ability to endure difficult circumstances such as perseverance in the face of delay. Um, so quite often, and, and, and I've talked, I, I think when we were doing the, the uh, Seven Deadly Sins, I'm, I'm pretty sure I talked about patience before. Um, but one of the things I've found is one of my Achilles heels uh, as a person, as an individual, is impatience. Um, 
And I think it's one of the areas that I'm flawed. It's one of my, my hurdles uh, to kind of put it in context with what we were talking about in the last episode. And one of my personal hurdles is getting over the feeling I get inside whenever something doesn't happen on the time frame that I believe it should. Right? And you can hear in the way I described that, the ego inside of that, right? That I think in many ways, me following my impatience is, is leads me down the road to identifying where my ego's boundaries lie. That's one of the ways I've found where I'm flawed as a human being is to follow the follow the feeling that makes me feel most uncomfortable. And, and, and for me internally, that's, that's trying to embody patience or being impatient naturally. That's how I felt. Because I'm a naturally impatient person. And it feels good to give in to that feeling of impatience. To lash out at the world, to lash out at other people. When the world doesn't go to my drum, right? doesn't go to the beat of my drum. There's a pride in it, right? And that there's a humble quality inside of the, the idea of patience, right? That kind of the virtue that exists opposite impatience is patience, right? And that, uh, or maybe some would say courage. Um, and that pa- because it requires to, to be a patient person to wait for something requires not only courage, uh, Sorry, guys. Give me one second here. I have an idea popping into my head right now. But confidence. You have to have the vision. Right? You have to have confidence in yourself and your ability to see a path forward. You have to have faith that that path forward will come to be if you embody the traits that is necessary to, to make it into being perseverance to repeat those traits right to repeat that process over and over again to make sure that you are the thing that by default continues to strive forward instead of stopping right that's one of the things that like i i was thinking about before i sat down this morning was actually uh, david goggins you know um Many of you may be familiar with David Goggins, but he's like a very famous kind of motivational speaker, but also just, I think, uh, kind of a good example of what a human being can become if it internalizes this process so much so that it becomes default in nature, that the picking the thorny path idea that we talked about a little bit yesterday, uh, the other day, um, that you that you you practice that so much that you force yourself to choose a thorny path so much that when you're presented with one there isn't a choice anymore that you become the thing that automatically chooses the hardest path because you know that that's where the most value lies right and, and I think this is some an idea that David Goggins 
Um, and Jocko uh, is another person, a famous figure that I think is, is, is pretty good at espousing this idea. And it's a very stoic philosophy in general, but um, that, and it can be, I think some, if you're looking at it from an external perspective, would consider it somewhat masochistic, right? Um, because there is this, 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 this way in which you tend to punish yourself by choosing the thorny path. That's at least the way it looks to people on the outside but I think internally once you start doing this process yourself you realize that it's not about punishing yourself that it's really a simple equation between you and the universe that in order for you to get something out of the universe that's stable and sustained uh, it requires sacrifice and that that sacrifice is suffering and so when you're presented with options in this world choose the one that makes you suffer that's your sacrifice. And that's the path, the just path that leads you to right reward, right, in this life. I think the way to, to scheme around that, to try to take that reward without the just sacrifice, without the suffering that goes along with it, uh, is the idea of evil inside of you. The thing that wants things easily, right? The things that thinks it's justified in having things easily. Things that... The thing inside of you that thinks it deserves something because it exists. You know? Um, instead of being grateful that it exists. Right? Uh, it's this... And oftentimes that, that side of us is so hard to turn away from. It's overwhelming. The ease with which we can go through life and we just say, hey, you know what? <sighs> the easy path, the right path. Immediately, you do experience a little bit of relief. Oh, I can just choose the easy path. <laughs> but there's also this like instability that starts to grow inside of you at like an existential level. Because you're still going to want the rewards you're dreaming of. <laughs> Everything you're dreaming of isn't going to go away. Your dreams are there for a reason. I think they're there because you're supposed to enact them. You're sp there's, a, there's a reason you're dreaming what you're dreaming. And it's because you have, it, it relates to your life in some way. And that you have a, a necessity to kind of figure out how the information you get in your dream world applies in the best possible way to the physical world. Right? Translate that. Because I think in some ways the dream state is kind of the way that the spirit world or the deeper self or the soul or God uh, communicates its purpose, its intent with you. Right? Um, it's when you're unbounded by the physical aspects of yourself that you you find that you're able to travel anywhere, right? You have this idea, a lot of people will talk about like astral projection and things like this, right? When you get into more of the spiritual side of things. Uh, I think this is what it is. Is simply demonstrating that there's a way to sever the kind of deeper self from the physical. Node or whatever you want to call it. And that in some ways, the only way that. It's, it's a necessary that, that that's why you can't. That's why you have to sleep maybe in some way too. a. a not only for the biological necessity, right, that you, 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 your cells need to repair themselves, but also 
because you you have to there has to be a separation between between these states so often you know you'll find you'll you'll be you'll be sitting there you'll be you'll wake up i don't know if you ever had this happen but a lot of times i'll wake up and i'll come out of and i have a hard time remembering my dreams um which is another odd thing too right and many people have this problem where they have a, a hard time remembering their dreams but you know they exist right you know that you do dream because there are times when you it's vivid and there are times that you do remember it so why? You know how it's like it, it, those dreams are so fleeting; they're so hard to gr- grab onto. And it's like as soon it's like as soon as you wake up, you're just like, oh, it's going, it's slipping, it's slipping, and you can you can you can still feel it, but it's just it's it's going to be gone in like thirty seconds. You know, that's the like kind of what happens most of the time, right? So why sometimes are there dreams that stick in your head that you remember? Why are the ones that repeat? Why do you see certain people or individuals in your dreams? Maybe you see symbols. Maybe you see places. Maybe you have really odd scenarios play out that you can't make sense of, but you still want to think about. There's something inside of you saying, hey, maybe there's something deeper to that. I don't know why the Tyrannosaurus Rex chased me from a school into the Amazonian rainforest, but let's figure out. Let's try to figure out what that coded text means. You know what I mean? What that metaphor metaphor could entail when I try to apply it to my my my, my physical world? Because there's a reason that you're remembering it because you usually don't, right? The mechanism doesn't matter how you're remembering that. Why? But it doesn't matter. But why you are does. Why am I remember? Why am I remembering that? I often have, will wake up in the morning, and the way that I experience this a lot of times is with songs. So I'll wake up in the morning and I'll have a song on repeat in my head. And I'll just be playing over and over again. And it'll be a song that I haven't listened to in a very long time, right? Or something like that. And I'll be singing it kind of, or I'll find myself humming it when I'm in the shower after I got up. And sometimes that's how it hits me. It's like, why are you singing this? You know what I mean? Like, where, where did you get this from? Where did you pull this from? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and usually when I start to think about it is when I realize, oh, you were, this was something that came to you in a dream. This was something that was there in the dream world that you kind of, it was a residual kind of takeaway. But also, what is it saying to you? What is the song saying to you? And every time I break it down, it's like, oh shit. <laughs> it's incredibly relevant. Almost every single time. It, you just have to look. There's like intent behind your dreams. And there's also ways, you know, there's, um, you know, people, people do, uh, what they call like, a lucid dreaming, right? I've had that happen once to me. It was a very curious experience. Uh, cause I wasn't trying to do it. I've tried to induce the, the, it before through meditation, but it's never really taken. Right. But one time I had it happen <laughs> where I started to dream, but I was, still it was like I was I was awake in the dream I do remember that and I remember having the recognition that I'm awake in a dream 
saying, holy shit, this is awesome in my head <laughs> kind of a thing. And then proceeding to kind of control myself in that space, in that world. It didn't last for very long. It was kind of one of those things where as soon as I kind of started to realize, oh my goodness, I'm really in control of this, it kind of faded. <laughs> you know what I mean? In a weird way. But I remember, it's, and maybe that's, you know, but there's some, I don't know why I'm talking about dreams right now. I think maybe sometimes when you're, um, you know, the world can get very uh, heavy, you know what I mean? Uh, and you're not just like the world in general, but I mean your own individual world. Let's say you have a lot of things going on. I mean, it, it, you see people go through this all the time, you know, like when it rains, it pours. You know, this concept playing out on the individual level. You see uh, you see people going through like a bunch of a bunch of stuff all at the same time. You know what I mean? And when you get into those spots, it's when you like you get the most discouraged. It's when you don't know how to like where you're supposed to go, where you're supposed to turn. It's when, like, if you are an impatient person, you'll get the most impatient. That's when your, like, really negative qualities will peek their head out because, um, you're going to feel justified in feeling them or letting them loose in some sense, letting your demons loose to wreak havoc. Because you're experiencing suffering and you're experiencing a, hy a hyper potent form of it. The problem is is I think there's a reason people f experience this when it rains, it's, it pours problem. Now, I maybe I don't know if I'm 100% correct by this, but I think there's I think there's a there's an aspect of control that we do have over this, and that's many times the world can be a harsh place, and there can be times where negative effects have compounding negative effects, and so you you, you experience life in a, in a a negative aspect of life and that creates another negative aspect that compounds and kind of crushes you a little bit more but i also think that we do a lot to to, to add more weight on top of that because we do a lot of we, we do a lot to not deal with our problems every day do a lot we put a lot of energy into avoiding our problems and so they kind of creep behind us right and they grow i kind of like to imagine you know it's like a you know that uh that picture of like the homo sapien like evolution right from like ape all the way into man it's kind of growing each time i kind of like to think of it as like if you are like the very you know the human being right at the end of that that timeline that like kind of each of your previous incarnations behind you right going all the way back you're, you kind of have like the all of those different incarnations inside of you the more primitive forms of you i guess and those can be viewed as hurdles or baggage or monsters that if you don't look at or deal with when they rear their head you run away from they just grow and they follow you they don't go away but since you're not looking behind you you don't want to see them they just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and so you walk around the world with these like big monsters just waiting for you to be weakened enough that they can actually take advantage of you and crush you for good you know what i mean and so when when you do run into one of those walls inevitably when that rain hits it pours, right? And because oftentimes we run around this world like holding ourselves together with with band-aids, you know what I mean? 
you know, we, we're, we're, we're barely holding ourselves together, I think, as individuals in a modern sense. Uh, the modern individual is just barely stitched together intellectually, like, uh, intellectually and spiritually and philosophically. And, and so we're running around with like these little band-aids holding us together, but like each limb is like falling apart as we're trying to go through the world. And it's like, we're getting, and, and we don't have the ability to kind of make ourselves stable stable enough to kind of fight the monsters that we've created and I think one of the ways that you can get yourself out of that when it rains it pours scenario that cycle um, is by knowing in some ways having courage to see the path forward right Having the confidence to know where that path lies, to see that path and having the courage to follow it, perseverance to continue to follow it, even if it doesn't show you results on the timeline that you're expecting, to be patient, to wait for that reward, because you know that you are embodying the fundamental equation of the universe, that in, when you are in a sacrificial spot, when you do that, when you sacrifice something meaningful to you, with good intent, what you get back is good. It may not be what you want. It may not be, you know, the car that you wanted. Let's say you sacrificed, you know, I don't know, say time and effort for a certain period of time so you could save for a car, but the car got more expensive or something. Uh, but then you're sitting there with a bank account that's, that's flush, even though you can't buy the car, right? And now you can go and take a vacation. Sacrifice reward. Maybe not the reward you wanted, but you got the reward. You see what I'm saying? Many times we see the we see the reward. We get so focused on the reward that we were sacrificing for that when we don't get it or it doesn't happen on the timeline we want it, we say, fuck the reward, fuck the world. I'm going backwards. <laughs> As if we're going to teach the world a lesson, right? Like we're going to change the world by like putting it in time out. You know what I mean? You're not going to do shit that way. You're just going to make yourself more miserable. <laughs> right? What makes you feel love internally and joy internally and feel timeless, that's what you follow inside. <laughs> that's what you fall back on when you get to those times where it's, it's raining and it's pouring. What brings you joy? What do you love? Because when you're in those times, if you turn to things that you think you love, it's a really good time to test what you think you love when you're in those times. Because anything that is reciprocal like that, that loves you as much as you love it, is going to recharge you in a way. If you fall back on it, it's going to hold you. If you did the trust fall, it's going to catch you. Right? Things that aren't reciprocal aren't. They're going to suck energy from you. When you're in a bad spot, when you're in a bind, they're going to kind of push you a little bit deeper, twist the knife a little bit more, right? That's what shows you deep down what level, like energetic level, that, that, that relationship or whatever you're dealing with is working on. And so when you get to that spot, take note of those things. 
and know that there are things out there that will recharge you that do that are reciprocal that are loving that aren't that will bring you joy even if you maybe you're in that spot and you find that most of the things you thought you loved you don't most of the things you thought you brought joy you don't well okay doesn't mean there's nothing that you love <laughs> doesn't mean there's nothing you could love or no joy you could find in this world it just means you've done a really shitty job of finding it up until this point <laughs> sorry to say it but that's the truth so go find it follow that pull you feel inside what do you want to do what do you want to do if all of the chaos went away and you were dreaming what would you do you're lucid dreaming what would you what would you do <laughs> if you had a full day and limited resources what would you do have the perseverance to see that out whatever that is uh you know, it's like all of these qualities, these traits, it's really interesting because if you just follow one of them, whatever's most important to you, it doesn't matter. Whatever part of, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever part of life you're in, whatever, it, it doesn't matter what you've been through, right? Um, whatever speaks to you, whatever trait, whatever virtue speaks to you. Whatever vice is something you struggle with, whatever that is, those are the things you need to focus on. I think that's partially why um, it's so hard to develop one concise idea of how to fix the human being, because it's the human being is just a, it's it's a combination of human experience, which is as complicated as my history itself. It's so vast and deep, data rich in the sense that you couldn't even attempt to try to deconstruct it. Trivial manner in which we try to go through history and write it, simplistic way in which we write it, uh, doesn't do it justice, right? <laughs> I know I was, I'm having some really all over the place episodes recently, guys. Um, I'm trying to just kind of follow when this stuff hit, hits me, uh, but I, for some reason, you know, wanted to get that out that when you I guess when you I guess the point of it is like when you get to those dark places what we got to is when you get to those dark places and, and, and the raining and the pouring is happening all at once maybe it was a situation where you realize in that moment that shit there's a lot of things I didn't deal with but it doesn't matter now because I'm in it now you know what I mean um, that's exactly when 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 the universe God yourself your deeper self whatever you want to call it is calling out a better version of you you know all of those hurdles are there because there is a better, bigger version of you that lays under that. You know, there's this idea too that has been uh, talked about before, and I don't know what the name of the theory is, but it's this idea that kind of every every time you make a decision, you create an alternate dimension, right? That and when you create a decision, when you make a decision, you're actually creating a rift in time and space that creates an alternate dimension, one in which you chose the opposite way. Right? If you imagine how that kind of balloons out, butterflies out as you as you expand it. Then if you if you were kind of to accept that, then it's kind of like, well, I don't know what I was trying to connect there, but it's like if, if we have 
I'm really trying to chew on this idea. This. I don't know. I think that's what I got, guys. <laughs> Maybe that was a little bit shorter. It definitely was shorter than the other ones, but I, I, I don't really have much beyond that. I think I, I, I was sorry for the anticlimactic uh, ending there. Um, but I do hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was helpful at least. And uh, hope you're staying safe out there. Uh, please continue to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, I really appreciate your support. And this was the Unfounded Podcast. Signing off. Be safe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.